There was a real buzz around Belfield Street on Sunday. This bike fest was widely advertised and the number of families, with even quite young children, must have been really gratifying to the organisers. This was a joint venture between the Belfield Community Hub and Porty Community Energy, though the latter was very much the driving force in getting it off the ground. So I asked Dr Ellen Grinewald what was the thinking behind it. So the idea was to have a sort of low-carbon travel and transport event that was kind of focused on bikes. We wanted to make it really fun for people, so show people how much fun it is to ride a bike, that there are many different options for bikes, so it's not just a normal pedal bike, but you've got electric bikes, electric cargo bikes, you've got recumbent bikes, you've got side-by-side -side bikes, there's like quirky ones that are welded together and make you like sit up really high, and there's like bikes that you can sit up with three people. We just want to show people how much fun it is, and at the same time we wanted to do a kind of street party to show people that you can close off a street and give it back to the people, so people, not cars because it's, it's in conjunction with Clean Air Day. We wanted to promote cleaner air, less cars, less pollution. So it's kind of a combination of showing how fun bikes are, but also thinking about climate, general health, and activity, healthy living. The day started in the morning with a workshop in the main hall of Belfield at which local people discussed what actions could be taken to make Portobello more bike-friendly. We had a reimagining the High Street workshop where we invited people to think about the things that they like, things that they dislike and the things that they would like to improve in Portobello when it comes to you know, travel and transport. So we had a big map of Portobello where people could put post-its on in different colours and then the map is still displayed so the rest of the public could then walk in later and, and read what people would have written for different areas. So for instance, some people have said that they want more bike parking on the high street and more of those cycle hoops on the side road so that people can store their own bikes there. But also things like a car park on the outside of Portobello to reduce the number of cars coming in, but also maybe closing off the high street to through traffic so that we can have a sort of more livable neighborhood where people can walk and, and wheels uh, safely. So things like bus gates in order to make sure that public transport is available. Indeed, bus gates. So we want to still obviously have public transport be available. So we want to maintain those connections with, say, Leith, Portobello, the rest of Edinburgh. But yeah, allow basically private cars who just travel through Portobello to basically prevent them from coming through. And, you know, that's kind of one of the, the things that came out of the workshop as well. We can look forward to seeing how many of these ideas get turned into reality. While we could wander around finding out about the various bikes on show, there was also a fashion show of bikes and bikewear. So Ewan Dawson is going to go first. Ewan is over here and he is riding one of the tri-shaws. And these tri-shaws from Cycling Without Age Musclebro, which is a volunteer group who are taking those with limited mobility for a ride. How cool is that? So I asked Ewan Dawson from Cycling Without Age to tell me more. We use our specially built tri-shaws, which is a three-wheel vehicle, to take people with mobility issues out into the fresh air and enjoy the feeling the wind in their hair. We've just been on that. I have to say it's an extremely 
pleasant ride, so it feels as though it's actually fairly well sprung. Yeah, yeah, it's well built. This is especially built in Copenhagen, Denmark, who know a thing or two about bikes, so um, they built it there and it gets shipped over and assembled, so we've had this one for four years. It's really well built. There's only been a few maintenance issues, the usual things with bikes punctures, a snap chain one time and that's about it. We've had re- one wheel rebuilt I think but other than that it's just been... And it's electrically assisted though, look at it. It has got an electric assist on the back wheel there. It's got five levels of assistance so you can either have it off or it's got another five levels so you can have as much as you want but really we only use the sort of lower two. If we're on a hillier route we might need a wee bit more help to get up the hill if there's two people in the front but if it's windy sometimes you need a bit of help because it, it's not the most aerodynamic thing uh, <laughs> can act as a bit of an air brake so yeah it's a fantastic piece of but you're primarily based in Musselburgh yes and my understanding is that really you can't really use it here in Portobello when the prom for example is just too busy yeah if you can imagine a nice sunny day I mean it's not too bad today the sun's out a wee bit or it was out earlier but on a bright sunny summer's day, especially in the school holidays, we just wouldn't be able to make any kind of progress. Just keep it going. Both hands on the handlebar at all times. So it's okay. just about balancing, but you'll be fine. One of the bikes that caught my eye was partly because the saddle and handlebars were almost at eye level. So I asked Al Hutchison from the Bike Spark to describe it. It's what they call a tall bike. In advanced countries like Belgium and Germany, you just get three old bikes that are no use to anybody and you carve them up into bits and you build one bike out of it and you're two feet taller than the rest of the world. So once you're up there in the atmosphere, still under the clouds, it's quite exciting and lots of people have been trying it today as well and you're, you're two feet higher, you're looking down as you pull up at the traffic lights, you're looking down on the Mercedes-Benz next to you who's paying £2 a litre for a fuel that isn't even very appetising, you know. So uh, it makes an awful lot of sense. The future is uh, tall bikes. Looking at the saddle and the handlebars, they're approximately <laughs> the level of my shoulders. Uh, <laughs> Once you're thing- up there, it's a whole new experience. Though. Getting, down. How, yeah. getting down, you just hop off. It's like getting off a horse. You do the same, It's the same height as a horse, basically. Yes, but you talked about approaching traffic lights. Mm. Can you stop at traffic lights, other than grabbing hold to, on the lights? and keep Certainly you can. You can hop down again, you know, just swing your leg over. It's a lady's frame on the top there, so you can swing your leg over and, and hop down. Or you'll find that at traffic lights, by very definition, there'll be a pole there or a lamppost or somewhere you can just hang on to. And then you kick off again once uh, things start going. But it sounds like you're being very inventive with what people can actually do with two wheels and a frame or two. Well, we've got to be inventive these days, haven't we? You know, if we sit around and stick to convention and what everybody did in the past and all, we always did it like this. We're doing things differently. And my main mission for the last 15 years, I've been electrifying bikes, not selling electric bikes, but converting push bikes to electric just by fitting a kit and a battery to it because my main contention always was with the electric bike market far too expensive for what they are who wants to spend a thousand or two thousand pounds on an e-bike if you've already got a bike just electrify the one you've got and it's very simple the last e-bike I saw on display up in one of the shops in Brunsfield had big chains all over it and it was chained to the wall and I thought gosh this must be worth a few bob the price tag on it was £11,000 now if people are daft enough and wealthy enough 
to spend £11,000 on an electric bike, which does the same as I can do for £300, that's the other end of the scale, then good luck to you if you take it to Tesco and pop in for a pint of milk. It won't be there when you get back out again because it's, it's liquid gold, basically. So, uh, yeah, I'm just working at the bottom end of the market, introducing people to uh, an easier way of travel. Oh, oh boys, what have we got here? Are you guys getting a little ride in a, in a cargo bike? By contrast, across the road was a very low-slung trike known as a recliner, as David Gardner from Laidback Bikes explained. Well, the bike we've got today is a, a recumbent trike. There's two wheels at the front, one at the back, adjustable for a big range of sizes. It's not electric. It folds, so you can actually take it in the back of a car if you've got a car. But that's the only bike you've got here because mm. you've got uh, cargo bikes cargo yeah. bikes as well yeah i mean cargo bikes are probably our biggest seller now the most common item we sold this year is, is uh electric cargo bikes urban arrows mainly and also uh nihila trikes as well so we cover both two-wheeled and three-wheeled cargo bikes almost all are electric one of the fascinating things was watching a child cargo being put into one of your bikes the majority of people that buy cargo bikes are buying them for trips to school and nursery. There are no typical customers. We have couples that are maybe wanting to get rid of one car or maybe they don't have a car at all. And they realise that their car was just doing very short journeys under the five kilometre mark. So they'll buy a cargo bike to do that. These people really use these things hard. So we work with the bicycle works and cycle service as well in Edinburgh to look after them because selling them is one thing. The next thing is how do we keep them on the road because they do get very well used. People rely on them. Porty Community Energy has been working with Sustrans to encourage people to use cargo bikes. I met Adam Kesby from Sustrans to find out more. Sustrans is a charity that's making it easier for people to walk, wheel and cycle. So in Scotland we work across behaviour change as well as working with infrastructure projects and street design and the whole gamut really. But we're standing beside a rather interesting cargo tricycle. Absolutely. So this is a XYZ cargo trike made in Denmark. XYZ are looking to sort of fabricate it fully in Scotland. And this is going to be part of Porty Community Energy's cargo bike library in the latter half of the summer. So it's got a child seat in it. It's got an electric assist and a motor in the rear wheel, which gives you a bit of a push whenever you've got substantive cargo. And it's nice and secure because it's a tricycle, so it's like having your stabilizers on. That curious sound could be heard almost non-stop throughout the afternoon. It's from a smoothie bike. Yes, a stationary bike had been fitted up with a connection to a blender. Gillian Wilson was on hand to keep things steady. The smoothie bike is to demonstrate to people that you don't need electricity for gadgets and that you can do things with pedal power and it's also a bit of fun and as an engagement tool it's good but it, it illustrates to people that uh, you don't need electricity for everything. One thing I've noted though it actually seems to take quite a bit of effort to get the blender actually to work. Yes I suppose the connection is, is everything but it's probably because of overuse. <laughs> We've had a very popular store we've not stopped for five minutes. <laughs> and there's a lot of smiling faces around. There is a lot of smiling faces around and I think particularly for some of the really younger people it is quite fascinating to see that a bike can create something that electricity would normally be used for in the house. It opens their eyes a bit. The number of people milling about in Belfield Street, trying out different bikes and enjoying the fashion parade, 
brought a broad smile to Ellen Grunewald from Porty Community Energy's face. So had all the effort been worthwhile? Oh yeah, I'm so pleased how it's turned out. I mean, it started off as an idea of just having a few bikes so people could try them out. But we have films about cycling, we have Lego workshops, we have crafty workshops, we have a bike bit swap shop. There's a smoothie bike, a kids and an adult smoothie bike. And everything's just been really popular. And the place is like buzzing. There's so many different types of bikes for people to try. And people are just, you know, eager to try them all. And it's just, it's just fabulous. And the weather's just amazing as well so, I think so it's, it's been worth the effort oh absolutely i mean obviously it's been hard work organizing an event like this but it's so worth it yeah it's like it's such a cool thing to do yeah this was one of a series of events designed to open people's minds and eyes to alternative ways of thinking about getting around there's another event shortly which will examine if car sharing could be a viable option after all how much time does your car sit in the street or the garage gathering dust when somebody else could be putting it to work. Yes, there may be issues, not least insurance, but given the determination of Borty Community Energy, perhaps there's nothing that can't be overcome.